something that brings us here together today <laughs> is we to gather mourn, here together. We are gathered yeah. here today. To, uh, dearly to, beloved. To, dearly beloved. Yeah. We are gathered here today to mourn the loss of Hal Smith. Yeah. Uh, the voice of John Avery Whitaker, who died, what, 30 years ago? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Quite some time ago. Yes. But I know, Brian, one thing that you were doing when you were digging through sort of his backstory, you found a lot of expected work, but you also found something a little bit unexpected. Yes. Right? And to be clear, I have known about this movie for probably a decade. Uh, I <laughs> I learned about oh. this entirely against my will. Uh, but Hal Smith Wit did a porno. <laughs> Hal yep. Smith was in a pornographic film in like 1976, 78. I'm worried uh, that you've known about this for 10 years. Did this awaken something in you, Brian? <laughs> Is this something you've been keeping no, under your mattress anything, for a rainy if, day? If, if anything, it puts something back to sleep because this is really it's one of the most like rancid little movies I've ever seen in my life. It's called Once Upon a Girl. Very promising title. Oh, uh, and Hal Smith is in this movie in drag. Oh, Wit's gone woke. Well, he plays a, a very famous uh, writer storyteller. Mm. Uh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll let I'll let him I'll let him speak for himself. State your name for the record, Mother Goose. Mother who? Uh, Mother Goose. Well, I'll be damned. You're a witness, Wilbur. <laughs> Who's that? What is you happening? Claim your name is Mom Goose. Oh, that's right, sweetie pie. May I call you Miss Goose? No, call me Mother. Uh, now you are the one true Mother Goose. You fucking ain't right, I am. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast. You're fucking A right we are. I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. And I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. We're back to Wits Endless Summer, the ongoing yep. subseries of the worst of all possible worlds, where we review and recap episodes of the children's radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, produced by the evangelical Christian organization Focus on the Family. And joining us today on this episode, we are thrilled to have two guests with us. What's they up? are writers, they are political and labor organizers, and they do a fantastic podcast that I was on not too long ago. It's Jacob and Joss from The Socialist Shelf. Woohoo! What's up? What's good? What's Hello. good? Also, Wit did what? Yes. What? There we go. Hey. There we go. I yeah, missed was... opportunity to call that movie Wit's Bell End. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jacob, you grew up with this show, right? Uh, yes, deeply, integrally. It is very, very important to my childhood. I have seen, or not seen, but I, well, I actually did watch the animated show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've listened so to, I don't even know <laughs> how many episodes of this. I mean, like through oh. like, I don't know, 2006, 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you got through the late. Novacom saga. Oh, did yeah. you get, did you get when Eugene goes to Africa then? That oh, yeah. whole arc. Okay. Oh, that's, that's beyond oh, Josh's in my time. Yeah. So we're already starting to dig into the lore here and Josh, I can see your face just sort of like uh, uh, scrunching up with confusion and light <laughs> disappointment. What's your background with adventures in Odyssey? Yeah, I mean, I really don't have one. You know, I was raised in, you know, the uh, Disciples of Christ uh, denomination, you know, very, very kind of loose, oh, okay. um, not really in that uh, hardcore evangelical sphere. You know, I mean, we mm. had episodes of Bible Man, but not the ones with anti-Semitic caricatures. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there are episodes without anti-Semitic caricatures. 
<laughs> There's two. Uh, okay. AJ, do you know what Bible Man is? No. no. Okay, so they got the drunk child actor from Eight is Enough once he okay, was a, right? a middle-aged man. They dressed him up as a Power Ranger and gave him a lightsaber. Oh, great. That's Bible Man. That's and the I whole thing. I went as him for Halloween for two years in a row. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, love that. I, I love that for cool. you, Jacob. We're just sort of layering information on top of information here. We yeah. might as well complete talking a bit about Wits porno yeah, before I'm, we get I'm, back I'm, to the episode. I've got the hand. porno fever. I've, I've cut it already, but Josh has had to interrupt me twice because I just want to get back to the porno. <laughs> no, that's because good. I it's going to mean the eventual release is just that much stronger, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. sat on this information yeah. the entire time that we've done this podcast, and I was always like, what's the right time to do it? And I just never did it, and it's like, this is the last Hal Smith episode Mm. Ever kind yeah. of kind, at least with, kind within of. the main co- continuity, yeah. So don't worry about it. I just had to. I just <laughs> had to get Wit did a porno in here. Uh, yeah. So Hal Smith is in these live action segments of what is actually an animated pornographic picture. Okay, uh, it's Don Jerwich. I think it actually might be pronounced Jerwick because uh, I've seen it spelled incorrectly, C K instead of C H. Mm. But um, mm. he was a Hanna Barbera animator. And it seems like a lot of people either working uncredited or under pseudonyms were were Hanna-Barbera animators making this porno. And boy, does it look like Hanna-Barbera animation is the cheapest, ugliest, fucking 70s-ist animation you could find. And it is it is fully explicit. We're talking full penetration. Yeah, um, but we're it's talking we're talking in the... Jack and the Beanstalk where yeah. his, his cock grows all the way up to the clouds and then a giant <laughs> stuffs his entire body in her pussy. But it's drawn in the style of a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. So it just is a very hot. jarring experience overall. Yeah, sounds super Super hot. I have. <laughs> and there, is it? Is it a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of thing with the live action? Like what are I these wish. live no, action? No, no. So, so Mother Goose does none of the fucking. Like Wit is Correct. never. No, she does okay. not. But like the jury box and the judge and the stenographer who has a fucking just amazing top that would that would play just as well in the 2020s as it did in the 70s. There. Mostly, from what I can tell, porn stars, and then okay. there's some sort of like uh, Hanna Barbera regulars. Frank Welker is another voice in this, and then there's again mostly oh, pseudonyms. Wow. When, when you mentioned it was animated, I thought it was like rotoscopes, like Ralph Bakshi or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, oh, that's sure, what they sure. were capitalizing like on. Movements. Yeah, they were like trying to be like more Fritz than Fritz. That's kind of what their like <laughs> tagline was, because Fritz oh. the cat isn't actually arousing and neither yeah, is this I, I, and, and you know fritz the cat did so well if you're gonna base yeah. like <laughs> your success <laughs> on anything i think this is actually the last movie to get the x rating oh but it's wow basically wow. a 90 minute johnny humper harder joke and you yep. know how much i hate that shit i, like it's, I, it's, yeah. not I know arousing do. it's not funny and it's you know a crime actually Although, <laughs> they're depicting crimes i will say that <laughs> jack Smith, is underage uh, cross-dressing, <laughs> being Mother Goose, that is pretty funny, but it's only He's great. funny He's great. because of Hal Smith. I guess I'd better start at the fucking beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to start at the fucking beginning start now. The, the very fucking, beginning fucking good place to start. Of yeah. these four episodes. These are actually following off the back of the episodes we talked about on the last Wits Endless Summer episode. Yeah, we are picking up right where we left off. Eugene and Bernard are still on the road trip, but now they've finally made it to California. Right. Specifically, they've made it to San Diego. They sure have. Hey. Uh-huh. Get out of my town. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my town. Uh, Joss, if you look out your window right now, can you uh, see Eugene and uh, and Bernard out there? No, I actually see some like ventilation and stuff. Like mm. the window's an interior window. 
Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. I regret to inform you that uh, Jason Whitaker has clo- is closing in on your location right now. He's identified <laughs> where you are and he's coming for you. It's going to compromise um, you to a permanent end. But yes, this episode that we're talking about first here is episode 278, The Fifth House on the Left, Part 1, written by Paul McCusker. <laughs> I'm sorry, originally- the what? Paul McCusker titled this what? He what? The fifth house? He's making a reference to the last house on the left? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. who doesn't love that X-rated rape movie based on an Ingmar Bergman classic? Uh, you, know, you know who loves it? Paul McCusker, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... Wet. Wait, the last house on the left was Wes Craven's directorial debut? It was his very first movie, and it is fucking... It's not what you expect when you think of Wes Craven. Right. It is a dark, huh. nasty little film. This movie, or this episode, rather, uh, of Adventures in Odyssey, however, is not so dark and no, nasty. It no. is fucking weird. <laughs> um, when we open this episode, Eugene and Bernard continue right where they left off. Bernard has finally bought the car. I was just working out a few calculations. Just take a deep breath, Eugene. Uh there's nothing like the smell of a new pickup truck. It's heaven. Hmm. Smells more like artificially induced pine scent and uh, upholstery cleaner. Oh. And it's a previously owned pickup by my dad. At 10,000 miles, it may as well be new, and it's new to me. Bernard's right. Like, 10,000 miles, that's pretty good. That's, that's, a, pretty good. Yeah, that's a good vehicle, Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good deal. Well, he also he picks it up at uh, Big Bargain Bill's used car barn. And mm-hmm. you know what? Odyssey, stay in your fucking lane. I'm the one <laughs> who comes up with the ridiculous company names. Get out of here. I like the, the added lore, too, is that Bernard is calling him Big Bargain Bill, but he actually knows him from high school. Right. Well, yeah. it's honorific. No, right? no, no. Like, he's been called that since he was 15 years old. That's, <laughs> that's, so was he called Big Bargain Bill? What was he selling in high school? Bootleg copies of Once Upon a Girl. <laughs> Bernard is, is, is reasonably happy with his new purchase, even though Eugene, being uh, who he is, has actually crunched Autistic. the numbers. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's crunched the numbers on it, and maybe it's not so good of a deal as Bernard thinks. I've been doing some calculations, taking into consideration your time on the road, various expenses, lodging, food, projected expenses for our return, the price you were quoted for a truck in Odyssey, and so on, and working them against the remarkable discount you got on this truck after you traded in your old one. Yeah, what about it? Well, not counting any amount for time lost from your work in Odyssey. (laughs) Like his adding machine? $17.43, being optimistic. Did I ask... No, but I Eugene, you're about as much fun as a root canal. Well, I simply wanted to point out... I don't care what you wanted to point out. I have my new truck, I'm happy with my new truck, and I don't need you ruining my happiness with the nickel and dime thinking. But the thing is, with this opening, right after the music and stuff, the nostalgia hit hard, and then I was like, oh, wait, maybe this show does rule. And then, uh, (laughs) because I remember it as a kid, I'm like, this is the greatest show of all time. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be, but then I'm listening to it. Yeah. Theme song slaps. I'm going to this. I actually got a couple chuckles out of it. Them going back and forth, and I get mm-hmm. into it, and then they meet the producer, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. no, oh no, yeah. no, yeah. I know, right? It, <laughs> that's what's so wild about this episode, and really a lot about this set of episodes is you get some more fun, sort of character grounded mm-hmm. stuff between Bernard and Eugene. The way they bicker is just kind of fun. That's a very yeah. funny audio gag that. I guess Eugene just carries around a full adding machine with him, mm. complete with tape. <laughs> That he uses, it's tape, and he uses yeah. that whenever he is trying to, you know, figure something out. That's that's funny. The thing about these road episodes is that they actually have 
given them the opportunity to become more surreal in their comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has felt more like cartoonish as yeah. we've worked our way towards. Yeah, San I mean, they, they killed them in the last episode. They did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, uh, I have info dumped like a decent amount of lore on Joss yeah, about yeah, this yeah, yeah. show because anybody <laughs> who will let me, I will. It's just um, and we call that the Brian Alford effect. There you go. There you go. Kindred spirits here. But I uh, no, I was like, well, yeah, Eugene's arc does change after he goes to hell. And Joss is like, he goes to where? <laughs> you know it. Notably. Uh, deeply transformed my uh, view of hell and how I how oh, I understand yeah. it. Literally talked to a therapist about that episode. I'm not kidding. Amazing. Wow. You're not the this first person is, to tell us that. The show yeah. is deeply. It is in my psyche. Same therapist, by the way, who said, no, actually, hell is real and you should be scared of it. Nice. Uh, given to me by my state college. Really good. Very um, cool. Yeah. Love that. Love that Lo- for us. Love yeah. that. Was a therapist like, yeah, 100%. I actually recommend that episode to all my clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ever hear of this little show called Adventures in Odyssey? <laughs> the therapist I, mentioned it before you brought it up, actually. Yeah, I, I, she was like, oh, I know all about it. We're going to play it on loop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Just like Eugene in the burning blackness. Yeah. I, uh, I love college therapists just, oh, just so on good. my own. Like I, third session I had with mine, she was like, well, you seem fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't eat for a month. Yeah, then, and then she I don't just know kinda, why I did that with the Goku voice, but you yeah. know, it was a problem. Yeah, well, because he's so hot. That's why he eats so much. He's so yeah. hungry. He hasn't eaten Man, I love college and I love drinking. I love women. Hey, man, I love college. Yeah. Yes. This this transition for when they actually go to Hollywood mm. fucking slaps. Then it's Hollywood. Here we come. Oh, it's, yeah, like, I, it's it's not quite hooray for Hollywood, but it's like it's just it's a little bit it, off. Yeah. But it's really it's really the, quite effective. There's a, there's a lot of quotes in this episode. There's hooray for Hollywood. There's also rubber ducky shows up in a transition over to Bernard hanging out in a hot tub. The, the composer for this episode was, let me find it. It was Pat Woodland. Oh, so it so wasn't it was John, John Campbell. It wasn't John Campbell, but it's one of the one of the people who does more of the pastiche stuff, like mm-hmm. the Old West music, that kind of thing. Yeah. Pat Woodland well, is my Odyssey porno name. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, so wait. the reason that they You're go fucking to... fucking A right it is. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that they go to Hollywood in the first place is basically Bernard is just like, hey, as long as we're out here... I've always wanted to see the stars and he actually has one of those star tour maps of like where do the famous people live. Uh, He wants to go to the house of somebody named Hip Hobson. Yeah. (laughs) Hip Hobson, the singing cowboy. What is Everybody knows that guy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is this was a moment where I was like, okay, this is a children's show, but which children is this for? Because like, yeah. the, like, yeah. singing, the singing cowboy matinees he gets into, like I haven't heard about like, it, it's a, like 1970s Mad Magazine like parody. Yes. Like, yeah. what's, what's the, it's like two frames of reference generationally back yeah. from, you know, who you expect to be hearing. Josh, that's why it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when your kid is mostly watching at best TV land, yeah. you know, and like not allowed to watch Thundercats or whatever, they're going to be going hog wild for this shit. Just Brian. Yeah, your kid uh, down in front of the 24-7 Gilligan's Island Marathon. I mean, we were God. watching Andy Griffith and uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. House on the Prairie. So there like, are, there know, are maybe sure. references. That's just, yes, there are. Yes, yeah. there are. I love those in Odyssey. Um, but just to get back to, you know, Bernard's desire, he wants to see all of these, I guess, TV land type icons. And mm-hmm. 
as they are trying to find Hip Hobson's house, uh, Eugene notes that the map, the star map, is actually out of date. It was published in 1957. And as they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on or who lives there now, a driver careens around the corner. Why don't they put names on these gates? It's possible that they don't want pesty tourists to know who they are. I am not a pesty tourist. Yes, you are. Driver's out of control. Eugene, watch out! Rip to a real one. <laughs> so Eugene dies. Yeah, yeah Eugene, is, Eugene is fully dead. He, has, he gets run over by a that's car. Right, that's yeah. right. Well, he's ready now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's braced it's, himself. It's weird for them to open with like this Sunset Boulevard reference, right? A house that's behind, you know, this thicket of trees. You mm-hmm. can't see it. Car issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not go further with the Sunset Boulevard theme. No, well, and he, he, like, he didn't watch beyond episode. the first 20 minutes of Sunset Boulevard. I mean, that's the truth of it. Like, yeah, it got you just too like, sexual for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. So what happens instead is that Kelsey, who I guess is one of the people who lives at this house, mm-hmm. brings Bernard and Eugene in. She actually carries Eugene. Where are we going? Let's put him over there on the sofa. I feel terrible. I mean, terrible. I'll be talking to my therapist about this for weeks. I'm perfectly all right, honest. You don't have to kill Hi, me. Hi, Connie. We don't want to take any chances. <laughs> well, I'd like to take a chance. My shoulder is killing me. You have the world's longest driveway. Gently Bernard does not care if Eugene lives or gently. dies. <laughs> nope. <Gently> right. <laughs> Daddy! You're being terribly concerned for nothing. I assure you, you didn't hit me. Got a little too close to my truck, though. Daddy! What's wrong, Kelsey? Oh, Daddy. Who, what happened? Who are these people? It's all my fault. I mean, let me make that clear. It was her fault. I'm all right. I came around the corner to our driveway just a teensy bit too fast. Breaking land speed records is more like it. I lost control, and this poor man had to jump out of the way. Oh, not again. You didn't wreck the car, did you? Huh? Oh, no. I got stopped in time. But he left in the back of a pickup truck. My new pickup truck. You didn't scratch the side of it when you jumped in, did you? No, but I bumped my head. He and... bumped his head. You can tell McCusker wrote this one, right? Like, like there's there's facility with this mm-hmm. dialogue jumping back and forth like this. He had just read a Sam Shepard play, I think, is really what, <laughs> what I clock in this. Now, AJ, you had said that she sounds like Connie, but that's not Katie Lee. Yeah, it's not Katie Lee. Isn't that that's crazy? Wild is to it me. actually not? Oh no, my God. It is an actress named Maureen Davis, who's a, a singer songwriter. She's actually written music for House. House MD? Yeah. What? Is this the same Maureen Davis who was in Into the Woods? This is the same Maureen Davis who was in Into the Woods, yes. She played Sleeping Beauty in the little cameo at the very end of Into the Woods and was an understudy and a replacement for Cinderella uh, after uh, uh, Kim Crosby left. I need yeah. to take a minute. <laughs> Hollywood original, hustle, you know? original Broadway cast. The vibe wow. I was getting was like time-shifted Ariana Grande from Scream Queens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of breathy, kind of uh-huh. new voice. Uh-huh. I like the dig that they have to get in that she oh she talked to her therapist yeah she's yeah. a therapist <laughs> shouldn't yeah. do that bad idea i knew that this was a mccusker episode from the word go because it's so riddled with all of his insecurities about not being accepted by the hollywood elite see that's yeah. why Absolutely. i thought it was a phil lawler episode because oh, he's also super fucking hung up on that shit yeah. and there's some yeah. weird jokes in here that are lawler-esque in nature 
Yeah, but it's, for sure. it's so much better constructed than a yeah. Lawler episode yeah. that I was like, this has got to be McCusker. But even from the word go, you meet these people and you can already feel the judgment sort of permeating. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, they're just bad people. Well, yeah, judgment, but also this unbelievable envy, too. Like, mm-hmm. they want yeah. they, they want what they have. It's like, we yeah. deserve it. We had the good media, the hip-hops. Right. Right. We <laughs> deserve this. It should be our space. <laughs> like, it's not like it shouldn't exist. It's like, we should, it should be belong to Odyssey. That's really... <laughs> The real message of it. These yeah. dang boomers and their hip hopsons. <laughs> and now they have this this like hegemony over culture, but you know, every waking moment of theirs is just attention seeking, approval seeking, right. you know. No better example of this than in this very next clip oh, where God. we meet well, we've met the dad already, and it's this guy named... Uh, I'm Foster Smith Hammer, by the way. You met my daughter, Kelsey. Ran into us at the bottom of the driveway, so to speak. I'm Eugene. Are you Foster Smith Hammer of Smith Hammer Films? Ah, oh, you know my films, huh? Only that a lot of organizations boycott them when they come to Odyssey. Wow! <laughs> Wait, okay. Funny in ways yeah. that they don't think is funny. <laughs> this is the overly haughty executive or whatever who maybe took one look at Paul McCusker's screenplay and said, Kid... You're never going to make it in Hollywood. You'll never make it in this town, you know. Colorado, maybe, but not here. <laughs> and, and as someone who has performed in a Paul McCusker play in middle school, I he you're right. He would not have made it in that town. I need <laughs> that script. He made it in Pomona and then moved to Colorado yeah, Springs. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, also, another piece of lore, uh, Bernard has never been in a hot tub. That's just <laughs> yeah, we, something. We learned I, that Bernard, Bernard's a, he's a big bath boy. Yeah. He loves he loves to get in that hot water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He likes baths, but not but not hot tubs. That's, right, that's no. the thing. Yeah, he, right. He Always he the installer, them. never the soaker. There yeah, you go. <laughs> I mean, ever since he was a child with just like a little tin basin in the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His mother would pour warm buttermilk over him. He likes to make him. himself into a soup. <laughs> <laughs> so Foster Smith Hammer offers Bernard the opportunity to take a soak in the hot tub, which he goes along with. I guess. Yeah, he just, just immediately does. leaves the room. Are you going to be all right, Eugene? Well, I suppose. So, but it's a lot of bother. Just Great. For a- See you later. Daddy, did you notice Eugene's profile? No, what about it? Take a look. Don't you think he has the most I like that they're listening to Middies all day. Mm-hmm. For Caspio. Hey, good thinking, baby. Caspio? Yeah, yeah, he's a character in my new movie. Is that Shakespearean? Sort of. It's called Biker Bimbos from Bellevue Go Bonkers. Obviously a philosophical <laughs> work. It's like, great, you really got him. You got those B-movie producers from 1962. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. All movies in this world are made by Roger Corman. <laughs> Josh, that actually sounds like a movie we would watch. The <laughs> absolutely. Are you kidding me? That's my comfort film. Yeah. Hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of the Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/WorstofAll. And you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes, and if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there. <laughs>